Hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. My name's Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk about true crime and ghosts and Bigfoot and aliens and conspiracies and um, nuclear Undisclosed experiments. No. Yeah, undisclosed experiments. Uh, limbs. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget. Let's just name all of the episodes. The rant. Random body parts, where did they go? Yeah. We can tell you. Mm-hmm. Just listen to that episode. Uh-huh. Um, how and are you? it's personal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I am kind of garbagey. I am one, <laughs> two, I've never heard anyone say three. One, two, I'm doing three. pretty garbagey today. Kind of garbagey. I'm like three and a half days away from surgery. Mm-hmm. So having a little knee knee surgery, getting my meniscus, uh, I guess they nicely cut it out. I'm like- Nicely? Rip the motherfucker out. Oh. <laughs> get it out of there. It hurts so damn bad. Are you going to get to keep it? Um, I'm going to ask. Yeah, good. Like, can you throw that in like, I don't know, if I bring my own mason jar. <laughs> can you get formaldehyde just at the drugstore? I don't think it's probably, like, the most exciting thing to look at. It's not cool, like, bones. Yeah. I don't know. To me, bones are way cooler to look at. Or, like, it probably just an like, organ or something. Yeah. It probably just looks like a piece of, I don't Turkey. know. Yeah, like <laughs> a cold cut or yeah. something. It probably is not very exciting to look at. Anyway, so they're going to take that out, and hopefully that'll be the end of me taking 10 minutes to walk down a flight of stairs. Yeah, well. Yeah, so, I mean, like, otherwise, fine. But trying to kind of not think about it. Although, my plan for the weekend is to just stay a little drunk all weekend. Like <gasps> That sounds great. <laughs> well, because I can't take any sort of anti-inflammatory drugs mm-hmm. now right. prior to the surgery, which seems cruel. But they're like, you can drink as much as you want. Nobody said anything about alcohol, so... <laughs> Um, nice. There's that like sweet spot though. Like I don't want to drink so much I fall down and cause further. Yeah, of course. Then like you know now I have two busted knees. So yeah, I don't know. It's gonna there's gonna be some trial and error and there might be a nap. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh huh. But you know, otherwise, I'm trying to. I mean, I got, I got all. I have like 20 tabs open right now. So holy shit. Yeah, well, you know how I roll. Yeah, we don't have any new reviews. I do have a couple creepy corrections, conclusions, clarifications. I looked up um, the oldest known near-death experience, recorded near-death experience. Ooh, okay. Um, It comes from a medical record from 1740. All right. It's a French physician. In the book, a patient is being described as falling unconscious, then seeing a pure bright light that they interpreted as being heaven. And that's about it. <laughs> the The doctor tries to, he kind of goes on to explain it as, what does he say? At the time, Manchu attempted to explain the phenomenon by saying that an increase in blood flow to the brain could be the cause behind the visions. So... That's about that. And then I also looked up how common near-death experiences are. Okay. And this is from the Epoch Times from 2014. 
It says 13 million Americans or 5% of the nation's population had an, had an ex- experienced an NDE as of 1992, according to a 1992 Gallup poll cited by the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. Uh, 774 NDEs per day are experienced in the United States, according to the same poll. That means another 6 million or so Americans may have had NDEs since the 1992 poll, raising the number of Americans who have had an NDE from 13 million to 19 million. Okay, Um, here's what I think is interesting. And this is just, you know, me being the skeptic. But Gallup polls are frequently quoted in articles as being like an authority or evidence Mm-hmm. Of something, I don't know what a Gallup for poll or is. against. Um, I you frequently will hear a lot of times you hear it in reference to political campaigns. Like the most recent Gallup poll shows that you know so and so is in the lead. Mm-hmm. Gallup is obviously a company. Oh, okay. And so I wonder if. The near-death experience folks paid for them to do the poll. Anyway, I just wonder what their credibility is. They Mm -hmm. certainly are used a lot. Mm -hmm. So I would think it's somewhat decent. Yeah. But I do sort of feel like there's a bit of a conflict in potential conflict and them being the ones to pay for the poll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because how I just... Is that... I mean, there are lots of different ways to go about polling. Mm-hmm. Did they just go to a mall and stop people? Because sure. that's yeah. happened to me before. Yeah. You know, what What kind of methodology do they have? I, right. I'd be curious to know about that. Yeah, well, they don't cite it in the article, of course, but... Oh, I'm sure they don't. And that's just me being, you know, whatever. Yep. Well... That's it for that. Do you, what do you, what are you going to talk about today? Um, uh, well, I have one small correction oh, sure. to the previous episode. I said that my mom was one of four. She's, I meant four sisters. There are actually five children. Oh. Just in case, it, in case anyone's keeping track. <laughs> yeah. In case they're, they're like, writing it down. They're like, Heidi, she's said Boy, this and this. She and said her mom had was one of four that one time and then this other time she said one of five what's up with that i don't know if we can trust her right i went to the gallup poll website and it's super serious looking oh what we do who we are methodology center scientifically proven methodology and rigorous research standards there you go yeah so i think that um oh the Gallup U.S. key surveys, Gallup U.S. poll, gauged America's opinions on and perceptions of pressing political and economic issues and current events. Hmm. So that's it. Now that I've told you that, you'll hear it every single time you mm-hmm. watch the news. Mm-hmm. If you can stand to do it. It's kind of painful. Yeah, I don't watch the news. but Yeah, I used to watch the news a lot. And then um, we got a new president and I didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then it just made me want to punch my tv so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i had this real weird visceral response so now i avoid it like the plague not so weird i did see though i was doing so i do some social media stuff at my job and i did read something the other day that said 
like 70% of people get their news from Facebook, Mm -hmm. which is a little terrifying. Yeah, since Facebook has been shown to be false. Um, I wouldn't really consider that to be... Credible at all in any way, shape, or form? Probably not most of the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, someone could post a link to something credible. Yeah, but... But most of it is people reading, like, or seeing a meme or some sort of equivalent. And then they're like, oh, well, that's obviously true. Well, like, and Russia, like, paid people to spread fake news stories on Facebook. So... Yeah, I forgot. They did so much dirty stuff. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, totally. So anyway, I'm going to talk today about Landmark Forum, which might get us some hate mail. Is that a theater? No. <laughs> it sounds like a theater. <laughs> it is who? Let's see. It narrowly misses the definition of a cult. Mm-hmm. Very narrowly. If you're going to be very literal about what is a cult, what is not a cult. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say they certainly meet some of the criteria, a significant amount of criteria for what would be considered cult activity. And kind of like Scientology, you essentially have to pay to level up. Mm-hmm. Versus, and a lot of people say, well, you know, all religions are a cult. That's not really accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, yeah, they're groups of people with a leader, but it's a different, It a church could be a cult for sure, mm-hmm. but um, there's definitely a difference between that and a, you know, a cult and a mainstream religion. Yeah. For sure. So um, Landmark Forum is kind of the baby of, a movement that started, I think it was in the 60s, called EST. And it, let's see. EST? Like E-S-T? Yeah. It's Erhard Seminars Training, which is why they called it EST, because nobody can say that. <laughs> it was started by Werner Erhard, or if you were in Germany, Werner Erhard, mm-hmm. <laughs> in 1971. And the mission was to transform one's ability to experience living so that the situations one had been trying to change or had been putting up with clear up just in the process of life itself. My eyes glazed over as you were saying that. Well, because it's kind of nonsense talk. Essentially, if you do our thing, Mm -hmm. every problem you have is going to disappear. If it doesn't, it's your fault because you didn't do it right. Yeah, a classic cult thing. It's a pretty standard <laughs> cult move. Yeah. Yeah. So Landmark Forum, because S got in some trouble along the way, um, they, I want to say that they got in maybe tax trouble, something like that, and decided, essentially rebranded themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... The original, and of course, it borrows from all these different philosophies like Buddhism. And, you know, they, uh, the main tenets of most of these kind of personal transformation, um, pseudo psychology, 
Mm-hmm. Weekend. But weekend? not weekend, but not really. We mean weekends and they're really expensive every single time. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like they say, Oh, it's just this one weekend, but when they're there, they're like, if you really want to transform, yeah. you'll come to our advanced class. And yeah. that's twice the price. And you sleep half as much. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So they all have, but if you look at, like, what they write down on paper, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily sound particularly nutty. No, it's yeah. Most- common sense kind of stuff. I mean, you think about the, if you lay aside in the Ten Commandments, the whole, like, you shouldn't worship anybody but me. Like, if you just look at the the more basic stuff, like, don't steal. Don't fuck your neighbor. Don't, don't murder. Right. I mean, these are just, these are not bad rules to live by. (laughs) Yeah. These are pretty okay things. Yeah. I think, you know, when I learn about particular cults, it always starts out sounding pretty reasonable and like, yeah, okay, I could get behind that. Every once in a while you run into a cult that the things that they've actually written down are pretty far out there. Right. But that tends to be not something you have access to until you've probably spent a lot of money or fucked a lot of gurus mm-hmm. you're not like with scientology you I have was just gonna say scientology comes to mind yes immediately and there are a lot of parallels kind of in the way i mean scientology in terms of who is more successful at branding and marketing a sham scientology is winning yeah but landmark forum isn't that far behind huh they don't have that spiritual aspect interwoven into their, I guess, sort of philosophy, mm-hmm. like Scientology does, mm-hmm. with the Thetans, with the aliens and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, but you definitely are going to have to spend more money if you want to become more... Enlightened. Yes, definitely more enlightened. Mm-hmm. Unlike, I mean, if you go to any church, any mainstream church, they may ask you to tithe right. to the church, to make a donation to the church, but they're not going to tell you that you're going to become Jesus-like if you write a big check. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's some differences in the approach to money, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I thought that we should probably, let's, I thought we should maybe go over some of the definitions of or some of the criteria that's used to define a cult. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that are kind of, like, historically, there have always been cults of sorts mm-hmm. and things that eventually became, officially became religions. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between that and something that is harmful, mm-hmm. right? The word... I'm quoting from a Guardian article. The word cult can be broadly defined as formal religious veneration, a system of religious beliefs in its body of adherence, a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious, great devotion to a person or idea, as well as persons united by devotion or allegiance to an artistic or intellectual movement or figure. So it could be, and this article says, like, that definition is so broad you could include trekkies (laughs) or yeah 
my kids at the anime convention this weekend. Yeah. So are they, is that a cult? Right. I don't think so. No. That's counterculture, maybe. Yeah. Fandom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there are people who go to different conventions or cons, as they like to say. Yeah. That will pay money to take pictures with different celebrities within whatever that sphere is, right? Right. And sometimes those folks get a nice sum of money for that 30-second interaction. Yeah. When our pro- podcast makes it big. We're we'll not going to do that. We'll be paid to uh, sit and sign some autographs. It'll be like 10 bucks. <laughs> It'll that's, be That's fair. And I'll even throw in a button. Hey, if you guys want to pay Palace 10 bucks, we'll send a picture of us to you. Anyway, in the 80s, a psychiatrist named Robert J. Lifton, who was once some sort of lecturer professor at Harvard, Harvard Medical School, so not a slouch probably, yeah, wrote a paper titled Cult Formation. And he says that there are three primary characteristics that are shared by destructive cults. So the idea of a group of people who are maybe counterculture or even sort of zealots is not necessarily destructive. Yeah. So the first is a charismatic leader who the group increases their worship of over time. Yeah. And... They're also alive, not dead. And they don't have any sort of meaningful accountability. Yeah. So they are the ultimate authority. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. A process of indoctrination or education. I'm using air quotes around that. <laughs> or co- coercive persuasion or thought reform, a.k.a. brainwashing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And what is different about the difference between education and indoctrination is that people may be doing things that are not in their best interest, mm-hmm. but the leader is compelling them to do so in some way. Yeah. So where if you go to your synagogue or your church, your rabbi or priest may or pastor may strongly suggest you go out into the community and look for someone to help. Yeah. Right? That is not harmful in any way. Mm-hmm. Where these folks may tell you to drink some Kool-Aid with poison <laughs> in it. Right? Here, put on these Reebok sneakers. I forget what kind of sneakers they were. Yeah, I don't remember the outfits. Um, And the last one is economic, sexual... And other exploitation of group members by the leader or the ruling group. Mm-hmm. And how, like most things, there is a spectrum of behavior and severity of cult types. Right. So it could be child abuse, labor violations, medical neglect, or, you know, like mass suicide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Historically, though, he talks about in this article, which I think is really interesting, that um, some cults have evolved 
to be regarded as religions. Mormons, Seventh-day Adventist, you know, so there's definitely some religions that we would consider pretty mainstream. Yeah. And I think if you're talking about, like, mainstream Mormon church, not my bag, but do I think it's a destructive cult? No. No. I don't think it's any better or worse than probably anybody else. Now, right. if you're talking about the FLDS, different yeah, story. Yeah, That's a really fundamentalist extreme. And, and I think that most mainline Mormons would not yeah. want to be associated with that. Yeah. Right? Did I ever tell you that I went um, to Colorado City in Utah? It's... Uh... It's yeah. on the border of Utah and Arizona. I think you told me. Did you tell me they followed you? Yeah. So we, uh, I worked in Cedar City, Utah for a summer. And um, it happens to be nearby the fundamentalist Mormon town. Like the one where like Warren, was his Jeffs. Name? Warren Jeffs lived. And uh, we went. So we just decided to go down there and take a visit. <laughs> Which is a great idea, right? And I'm we, sure they get a lot of tourists. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think they come to expect that. I mean, it, we were driving through this town. First of all, it's like in the desert, so there's not a lot of greenery. So it kind of is kind of spooky in that way. And then um, all the houses are, they're kind of big, almost suburban looking houses, but they're all unfinished. And I think that's how they get out of paying taxes on them. Is if they never finish them. Oh. And I don't know how true this is. I maybe want to look this up later, but um, I was told that they have doors and doors that lead to nowhere because they're supposed to have as many doors as they do wives in their home. Huh. Not heard that one. It sounds totally bizarre, but I mean, so does, you know, everything else that they do. So we, when we drove in there, um, we would see people outside kind of in their yards. And as soon as they would see us coming, they would run into their house and like peek through the window. And then it, um, after a few minutes, we started being followed by a white pickup. Everybody drove white pickup trucks in that town. Um, and we were followed by one. Um, their, their graveyard was strange to me. Like all of the graves were like mounds instead of like dug into the earth. That might be because it's, like, a desert. I don't really know. Um, but it was still creepy. Yeah, it might be super hard to dig. Yeah. And then you could see this big building up on up on a hill, and it they, called it the, they call it the compound. And that's, like, it's supposed to hold everybody in the town in case, you know, the popos come or whatever. They all rush to the compound and lock the gate so nobody can come in. Oh. And then... That's or what I was end told of times anyway. things or whatever. Yeah, and then and then maybe they go to church there or whatever. And then the the how the there was like a little um, driveway that led up to where Warren Jeffs lived. I don't think he was there at the time. He could have been, I guess. Um, um, he was probably in prison. Actually, I, this was before he got convicted. Oh, okay. Maybe um, not. So it could be. This was. Maybe I, I could be wrong. This was in 2008, no, seven, 2007 when we went. Um, anyway, his, so the, the, around his driveway 
was like this fake like plywood porticullis kind of thing like like you would see in like a medieval castle it's like two columns they were probably four foot across in diameter and at the top there was like the rook you know like battlements where archers would stand yeah but it was like so clearly like fake it looked like bad theater you know right like it was a prop but it was actually permanent yeah so weird but yeah it was um i wouldn't recommend going to do that it was very scary and um yeah i i I don't want to do that again it was probably one of the most scary things i've ever done in my life that's super creepy yeah I just recently met a girl. Well, I told you I went to that party where we all did three minute, is it two minute or three minute PowerPoint presentations on oh, something yeah. we were passionate about? Yeah. And if you went over time, you had to drink. Mm-hmm. And people did all kinds of fun ones. Anyway, one of the women who was there, she does something akin to social work with the FL- FLDS community oh. out there. In Colorado City and helps the women. lost boys. Oh, no, she helps women and their kids get out. Mm-hmm. And that's really she's cool. Gone, yeah, it's super cool. She's gone several days in a row. And essentially, what she ends up doing is she'll take care of the kids and keep them entertained. And like, let's go to McDonald's. That's a huge, huge deal while mom packs all their stuff. Yeah. So that it's maybe a little bit less traumatic day for them. So when they reflect back on the day that they left, it's not all trauma. Yeah. So well, there's just some kind of trauma counseling. Uh-huh. But what I thought was really interesting is she told me that they have these little stores and they totally sell weed in the stores. Oh. And they sell them in. Um, Dang, I wish I would have known that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, she said it looks kind of like. A tampon applicator with a cap on it. Hmm. And it's just got weed in it. And I guess because nobody ever goes there, mm-hmm. they never really think about it. Yeah. I, I mean, don't I, think there's the a reason, lot of involvement from local police. The reason that they're on the border is to, like, loopholes in state laws, basically. Right. And she said that a lot of times, and this could also be why the houses are partially unfinished, if they start suspecting that heat is coming their way, they'll cross the border mm-hmm. and go to the other state. Mm-hmm. So they go back and forth quite a bit to avoid prosecution for various yeah. things. And um, she said the women that she's met and their kids were great. She yeah. is glad that she does it. I mean, yeah, it, it, it should be noted that I we were being followed by a bunch of men. Big scary oh, men. Oh, <laughs> sure. And she said that when she's there, she's constantly followed. That yeah. that's completely normal. Yeah. No, yeah. That they uh, they have, it's like the FLDS, I guess, their own sort of self-deputized police force. Yeah. That I, I mean, it seems like their main tactic is to intimidate anyone yeah. who might be an outsider. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, they... They also have what they call lost boys where, cause the, the, you know, adult men in the city, they don't want competition for wives. So they cast out, they cast out their teenager, teenage boys to 
Hurricane, which is it's spelled Hurricane, but everyone calls it Hurricane. It's a city nearby, right? And there's this, there's these like shanty towns full of these boys who've been cast out because they don't know any other life. They don't know how to get a job. They don't know what else to do. Which is why I asked if your friend had worked with the Lost Boys because there's just there's so many of them. I think there's like a documentary or something about them. Oh, there's the Lost probably Boys. twenty documentaries. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I've read about them before. No, I. She's just somebody I met at yeah. the party. I don't know her at all. Oh, okay. Um, but her presentation was on. FLDS. <laughs> so <laughs> she brought it up and yeah. then I said, I have a few 20 questions. questions. <laughs> um she didn't talk about them. I think her her thing is that she can sort of blend in a little bit and be of assistance in that way. Huh. You know, she actually stayed because the husbands they have so many wives, they're not necessarily Keeping track of them, I guess. So she I put on know. her like long sleeved. I didn't get to calico get that dress, part, but I would <laughs> assume that she probably dresses fairly modestly when she's there, just to avoid attention. Well, they and then almost she, colonial. Yeah, the prairie dresses are pretty odd, and the hairdos are really something. Yeah. I don't know how they get their bangs so tall. Right, it's, kinda, it's like a almost like a pompadour yeah. on the front. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I remember she told me that she said at one point Warren Jeffs had gotten pissed off about people having pets. <laughs> and so he rounded up all the cats and dogs and had them put down, but I think not in a nice way. Oh, my God. So she will, anytime she sees someone who's walking a dog or has a pet, she always praises them and... Wow. Tells him how wonderful because he's dead now. Yeah. You know? So there's, oh, he is. Yeah. There's some people who are around, who are, um, you know, it's Ugh, starting. He's such a creepy looking motherfucker. S- starting to sort of splinter, but it, you oh. know, they don't have any way to really make enough money to get out of there. Uh huh. The people who get out have friends or family members outside of the community to go to. Yeah. There's, I mean, they probably would benefit from some sort of safe house anyway. So it does, it says in 2007, he was charged with Arizona charged him with eight additional counts in two separate cases, including incest and sexual conduct with minors. So he had been charged. I just don't think he was in prison yet. He might've just been in jail awaiting trial. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. The other thing I like about this article is that it makes a distinction between destructive cults and potentially unsafe groups or leaders. Mm -hmm. In terms of Landmark Forum, I don't think they probably officially meet the criteria for a cult, Mm -hmm. but I do think that they are a potentially unsafe group and definitely have some questionable leadership. Okay. Okay. They have a a quick little checklist here. Absolute authoritarianism. (laughs) Man, that's a long one. Yeah. Authoritarianism. There we go. (laughs) Without meaningful accountability. No tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. Mm. 
So keep this in mind because I'm going to read some quotes soon. Mm-hmm. No meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget or expenses. So no tra- financial transparency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as impending catastrophe, evil conspiracies, or persecutions. Mm-hmm. It's a popular theme yeah. for these kind of groups. There is no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong in leaving, negative, and sometimes even evil. Yeah, of course. Former members often relate the same stories of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievances. Mm-hmm. There are records, books, news articles, or broadcast reports that document the abuses of the group or leader. Followers feel they can never be good enough. The group or leader is always right. And the group leader is the exclusive means of knowing the truth or receiving validation. No other process of discovery is really acceptable or credible. And I think those last few things are the ones that Landmark really hits hard on. Okay. Is that they tear people down Mm. and kind of annihilate them and say, tell them things like, you don't even know who you are. You're a horrible person. And (laughs) all this, you know, tell them they're garbage people. Right. But I'm an authority Mm -hmm. and I can tell you. How to be like me. How to be awesome like me. Mm-hmm. And if you stick around, you can be evolved like I am for $500. <laughs> so it's a little bit, they are, it doesn't have the absolute authoritarianism or um, they do not like to be asked questions. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They're... I don't think there's much in the way of financial transparency. Mm-hmm. They don't do the whole, you know, the end of times is coming, but they do have what is often, I think, typical of groups like this. They have their own sort of lexicon of phrases and words that they use. Mm-hmm. Kind of like like they have their own gang, <laughs> like their, their own secret secret language to talk about things yeah and so if you are you know more evolved than you're hip to the lingo yeah right yeah and like i said if you so they call having your transformation popping they use this analogy i don't like that corn like popcorn oh like you pop like you have that aha moment yeah And if you don't, it's your fault because you're closed off (laughs) and you're just not open. You're not open to the experience. Yeah. It's totally your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's very nice. Mm -mm. I don't think that's very nice at all. (laughs) No. I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's pretty damn rude. Yep. Anyway, so I went to the internet, Mm -hmm. which is always generous. (laughs) No shortage of stuff. And I'm looking at the landmark website right now, and holy shit, <laughs> is it expensive? Whoa. Yeah. If you're in the U.S. currently, I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to the three-day weekend business. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
that is uh that's gonna cost you seven hundred dollars oh and i don't think that includes anything no room or no no that's just that's just the ticket to get in yep that's your ticket holy shit mm-hmm. where where is it being held well that one's in boston but it's sold out so oh okay you're gonna it. have to wait it's not you're gonna have to wait till it comes to the to the loo mm-hmm. uh and it says that each full day begins at 9 a.m and ends approximately at 10 p.m yikes mm-hmm Breaks are approximately every two to three hours with the 90-minute dinner break. However, I will soon get to personal accounts of people's experiences. Does that really line up with this? Uh, Surprisingly? (laughs) Not surprisingly. They're more like breaks in quotes, and it's discouraged. Right. Okay. Either way, 13 hours is a really fucking long time. Yeah. And even if you got a 90-minute dinner break, they don't mean to, like, go, go somewhere and Wendy's get, they or mean whatever. Yeah. stay with your your sheep, stay with your flock, Yeah, and everybody eats together, and we're probably still going to keep talking about this stuff. We're just going to let you put some food in your gullet. Yeah. No breakfast, no lunch, no snack. I mean, I've been to a lot of business-type conventions. Yeah. Or conferences that sort of thing every two or three hours they're giving you some kind of break yeah most of the time there's snacks or something available you know it might not be anything huge but and there's always coffee water tea all that kind of thing oh and you're not allowed to even take advil when you go what? Nothing that's potentially mind-altering. At the business conference? At this thing. Yeah, you gotta Oh, be, we switched from... <laughs> you gotta be super, super sober to go to the Landmark Forum. I was so confused for a second. Yep. And if you are attending a session that is not in English, but running simultaneously, it may go till midnight. Mm-hmm. That's just day one. <laughs> Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Day two. Let me guess. I'm looking at their <laughs> syllabus. Let me guess. Day two is they go to a water park and have fun. No, day two is the <sighs> exact same schedule. Mm-hmm. And so is day three. Surprise. <laughs> day two. This is some garbage gobbledygook. <laughs> talk uh-huh the illusion of someday rethinking possibility if someone says to us x is possible we would normally not understand them to mean that x does not now exist and that its existence even someday is not certain our use of the word possibly is different from this ordinary usage we are not speaking about something remote or something that may happen out in the future. In this session, we look at the notion of possibility in a whole new light. You lost me back at uh, X. <laughs> right. So they're going to talk about possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. But they say it real charismatically. And, oh, and you're not allowed to take notes. No notes. 
Well, of course not. No notes. Absolutely no notes. And then day three... Because then you might put it together that this is all garbage. Right. Day three, you're going to talk about the past, and you're probably going to cry. It's going to be real sad. Because you haven't eaten in three days. Because you're so fucking hungry and tired. (laughs) (laughs) You're hangry. You're super hangry. Um... And much of what makes up today and even tomorrow seems to be an extension or variation of what has come before. Mm. So basically, today is just a repeat of yesterday. Mm-hmm. What we see as possible, what we are working towards, toward is essentially a more better or different version of the past. So if we want tomorrow <laughs> to be different, we have to do something. Do different things yeah gotcha feeling super inspired yeah and then there's an evening session just in case you're not already exhausted (laughs) that's i believe a couple days later where you bring friends oh yeah yeah yeah. the recruitment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this last three hour session participants share with each other and with the guests they've invited to join them you know what I would also call not quite a cult are MLMs. Oh, absolutely. And this has got some elements of that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like when, I mean, not to say that every group doesn't, well, that's not true. I've been in lots of groups where there was no active look for new members. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Creepy Club Book Club. <laughs> I'm not... Recruit. We actively discourage new members. I'm, I'm certain- just kidding. We don't. No, we don't. I There's no discussion of membership or recruitment. Right. Well, if you aren't totally exhausted and all your friends are pissed off at you because you tricked them into going to this Tupperware <laughs> shindig... <laughs> to talk about transforming your life. Yeah. If you just haven't had enough, you can take do some of the advanced coursework. Mhm. The Wisdom Unlimited course. Mhm. That is, let's see. Um that looks like that's a 3-dayer as well. $3,150. Wow. Mhm. They do have some more affordable courses. I suspect that they're online. I'm going to click and we'll find out for sure because it's only $150. I'm going to click. Let's see if I'm psychic. Oh, there's prerequisites. You have to do the landmark self-expression and leadership program and one other seminar series. Mm. So, and that I don't think is going to be cheap. So it's basically an add on. It's, and it didn't say that it was live in person anyway. So the cot and they also have a kitty department. They have a youth section. Mm. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this is a straight up corporation. Yeah. A corporation that says it's going to transform your life. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I immediately feel suspicious yeah any large corporation that tells me they're going to change my life yeah i mean if they were 
Coca-Cola mm-hmm. or any other large brand, I would be equally suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what's interesting, though, it's so it says they're a for-profit company, 100% owned by over 600 employees with the employee stock ownership plan, plan mm. and nearly 200,000 people annually participate in courses worldwide. Some companies require their employees to attend the forum. What is disturbing about that is that they will, there's this, um, one of the exercises that they do is very belittling. And I think it must be that third day. And they basically do a verbal teardown. And they also have this thing where... They encourage people to, like, make that phone call you've been meaning to make or whatever. So, of course, I mean, you're playing the odds. Sometimes it's going to go okay. Sometimes it won't. Huh. And then people share their experience afterwards. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty significant group thing going on. And people's firsthand accounts said it was very difficult not to feel swept up in it. Yeah, I would imagine so. Now, I have actually attended the sales pitch for the forum. Really? I did. I did not know what it was. Somebody invited me to it. Uh-huh. And I was really into self-help stuff at that time. Okay. And it was in a banquet room at a hotel mm-hmm. in Clayton. Maybe a couple hours or something. Mm-hmm. Super hard sell for the forum definitely had a big infomercial feel, but I also felt that pang of if I don't do it, I'm going to, what if I miss the chance to totally change my life? Mm-hmm. What if it's this $300 is the only thing standing between me and excellence? You know, you end up having that feeling that, Oh God, it's almost superstitious. A FOMO. Yeah, like, oh, God, if I don't do this, and I remember, I think I was maybe 18. I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. And I remembered being actually scared that if I didn't do it, that I was missing. I mean, I was 18, so, you know. But Mm -hmm. that I was setting my life on a path that couldn't be corrected. Wow. Wow. That was kind of my takeaway from the experience. And that was like two hours. Wow. I can't imagine what that does to a person. And of course, people who are looking for this kind of stuff are probably in a more vulnerable place than not Mm -hmm. anyway. Absolutely. You know, you're not, maybe you're somebody who's wanting to level up and feeling like they're doing okay. Yeah. But I think the vast majority of people, I mean, I know I was super into the self-help stuff because I needed some damn help. I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was grabbing at anything. I mean, I kind of was in one of those places in my life where I was like, I don't even really care if it's real or not, as long as it works. Yeah. In, in kind of a desperate way. Mm-hmm. Not in a, say la vie. Right. You know? Like, I'm okay with placebos now. There's times where I'm like, that's <laughs> definitely a placebo. Right. Placebo effect, but that's cool. Yeah. This 
it just felt more desperate. Yeah. And it was because of the kind of sales pitch. I mean, it's been a long time, so I don't remember exactly what they said. Yeah. But when I read these first person account, firsthand accounts of people's experiences in the articles, all of them, some of them actually went in super skeptical. A couple people went in super skeptical and left thinking it was basically a good experience. Even though in the articles they reported some pretty unethical behavior, wow. like the public humiliation, mm-hmm. no bathroom breaks, mm-hmm. um, 13 hour days. One person talked about being in a basement room with no window for like that 13 hours. So then you don't have a sense of passage uh, of time. Yeah. But at the end of the article, said well i mean it was kind of an extreme way to get there because that's all brainwashing yeah i think it's one of those things where you know how there's a positive correlation between something but it doesn't mean that that's the cause yeah we were talking about this recently right Mm -hmm. so when i took stats my professor would talk about how there's a positive correlation between murder and ice cream Mm -hmm. so if you're not a very savvy consumer of data yeah in your head you're thinking how does ice cream make more people die (laughs) or why does that happen except there's a third variable in there which is summer and more people are outside Mm -hmm. and interacting with each other Mm -hmm. so there's an increase in social activity Mm -hmm. which is why the murder rate goes up and it just happens to be at the same time people are selling ice cream. Yeah. The ice cream doesn't have jack shit to do with it. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of my takeaway from these things is that one person, it was several months later, sort of reflected and said, oh, well, I do feel kind of braver, stronger. Mm-hmm. It must have worked after all. And I was like, or... Yeah. Maybe it's just some stuff changed, and it's a coincidence that you also went to that thing. Yeah. And you're kind of, you're wanting some sort of reason mm-hmm. when it's really a hundred little reasons. Like, everything that you're saying, so have you ever listened to The Dream? It's a podcast. Uh-uh. It's about MLMs. It's like a deep dive into. Ooh, they're creepy. Yeah, you should listen to it. It's great um but yeah everything that you're saying is ringing true to like the way that they talk about mlms in this podcast where like people will go to these conferences to like the sales pitch right and then there they do have conferences for their like top selling members or like people that need to learn how to sell more and then they have their recruiting thing and then they have um like the people that get tricked into selling these products, you know, I also want to say a disclaimer, no judgment if you're involved in a MLM selling stuff. I get it. But you're in a cult. Call your dad. Uh, <laughs> or call an adult. 
Yeah. Like, call someone you trust and I, I, not I, in the MLM. Yeah. Call me. Uh, I won't judge you for like getting duped. And that, that was what I was going to say is no. like the people that get duped into selling this stuff, they have to keep, they're so embarrassed that they're like in this, you know, essentially a cult that they, that they fell into this, that they have to like keep pushing their product and keep selling it because they're so embarrassed that they did that. So like, that's kind of how I feel about these people that are going, getting duped into paying $700 to go to this like three day long, you know, brainwashing session. They're like, later on, they're like, oh shit, I kind of fell for that. Well, I'm going to pretend like it's okay because I don't want to look like an idiot. Or I'm going to tell myself. Or they just give credit where it isn't due. Yeah. You know, they, something positive happens and they're like, oh. Mm hmm. Well, I did something that was a little, a little out of character and a little more brave than I would normally do. Yeah. It's probably because of that transformation weekend. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's really just like you've had enough of taking other people's shit. Yeah. And you were like, enough is enough. And you reached your breaking point. Yeah. And you stuck up for yourself and it didn't have jack shit to do with that weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are things that they talk again the basic tenets of it are super common sense stuff mm-hmm. it's really they're not or it's stolen from yeah ancient philosophy you know things that have been around for forever they're not saying anything new and they talk in circles i read just a little snippet of what was on the website and i felt confused before i was at the end of the sentence and i think that that kind of spinning in your chair feeling mm-hmm. is very intentional and that's what they oh yeah oh yeah they want to keep you off kilter mm-hmm. totally and then that kind of it the teardowns that they did so it'll be a room of like 300 people and you're only allowed to speak if you're called on mm-hmm. so there's all these really rigid rules mm-hmm. um and then the person that gets this verbal teardown, it happens in front of a room full of 300 people. Mm-hmm. And one of the reporters said to the woman, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. That was horrible. And the woman said, well, I guess I needed to hear it. It's like it was too traumatic mm-hmm. to admit to herself that it's like that a classic. Just- happened yeah it's like a classic abuser abusey situation yeah i if i admit that that was really as terrible as it is then i'm gonna have to process that on some level and that seems unpleasant Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna say that i probably needed that yeah and that's exactly what they want i needed to be humiliated for no good reason by a stranger yeah in a room full of 300 people Mm -hmm. that's definitely gonna make me grow as a person do they, are there examples of, like, what they do? Yes. What they say to these people to verbally tear them down? Yes. Okay. So, an example. This woman's recounting her experience starting on day one. She says, timekeeping is essential. Toilet breaks are discouraged. Missing even a minute will jeopardize our chance of achieving transformation. <laughs> We will work three to four hours at a time. During short breaks, we will have homework. There's n- Jesus Christ. So you you don't, <laughs> it's a break, but you're like, 
You got to do your homework. Yeah, that's not a break. (laughs) There's one meal break in the early evening and more homework after the day is done. Note-taking, unprescribed medicines and alcohol are forbidden, and we must open our minds to all suggestions. So that's those are the mandates of Here's the, my suggestion. <laughs> fuck right up. Okay. So I think it was a woman that we're going to we're going to say it was a woman. Um we're just going to pretend because I can't remember. There were several stories. So after they get all the rules, then she says, I've had kinder starts to the day. We're still taking our seats when Jerry begins shouting, Ugly people. Disgusting. Our behavior is entirely governed by a need to look good, which makes us liars, fakes, and frauds. Mm-hmm. You're disgusting, he shouts. You just don't realize quite how disgusting you are yet. Mm. He pauses, but you're just about to find out. I was like, wow, Jerry's a real dick. Mm -hmm. His timing is impeccable. We've hardly woken up and we're already hanging on his every word. Landmark takes you away from life. The three days create a bubble of possibility in which we are able, we're able to try on new opinions and experiment with fresh behaviors. That was like, so those two paragraphs that was beginning Mm -hmm. and the next paragraph was her at the end. So even though she had that experience with Jerry at the beginning, mm-hmm. that second bit, like, oh, I'm just going to try on new opinions and experiment with fresh behaviors. Mm. I don't, that doesn't really line up for me. Right. Try on new opinions. Yeah. Jerry sounds like a real jerk. Yeah. Um, They, so this other person says there's all kinds of bizarre lingo and double talk. Uh, they used to scramble my synapses and reprogram my thinking. By the time I left, my skepticism was very much intact. It felt si- t- simultaneous like a narrow escape and like there must be something really, really wrong with me. Oh. So, so that- she's like skeptical, but also she's... This is a different person's article. Oh. But it was... This per this is the person that says seven months later I reflected back and realized, oh, this was actually one of the most pivotal experiences on my inner journey to date. Mm. During the experience, she went super skeptical, mm-hmm. didn't like most of what she saw, mm-hmm. but then somehow gets to a place seven months later where she's decided. That was actually what I needed, and I'm a so much better off now. Yeah. I don't... That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. I wonder how many people return to it. I think a lot. Yeah. A lot. Unfortunately. Well, 200,000 people a year. I looked at their Oof. faculty listing. Mm-hmm. Which, not any sort of accredited university, pretty sure. This is all. So, I'm going to type up a diploma <laughs> on my laptop. Yeah. And I'm going to write Rissa on it and give it to you. Put some clip art. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the um, mortarboard. Yeah. Cap. <laughs> yeah. 
the standard mortarboard cap and a little like rolled up piece of paper with a ribbon on it it's gonna be super clip art (laughs) and it's gonna say rissa faculty Mm -hmm. of the school of witch and then that's how you become faculty oh okay cool yeah and then you can just start your own cult okay Mm-hmm. Uh, they made, let's see, one of the articles I read said they made $89 million last year. I think the most recent article I found was at least five or six years old. Yeah. So they are rolling in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really like to talk about that whole Est connection. One of the articles oh, I okay. read said that Somebody in the beginning was like, I'm worried this is a cult. I know about Ast. And, and the, they murdered them. Basically. They were <laughs> like, yeah, like, that was a thing, but you don't really know what you're talking about. Anyway, moving along. Right. You know, and nobody said a word about it ever mm-hmm, again for mm-hmm. the entire rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 1985 when it switched from being... Earhart Seminars training to, it started out as Landmark Education, mm-hmm. and then it became Landmark Forum. Not really sure why Education to Forum, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, stole a bunch of stuff from, like, Dale Carnegie, Scientology, like, did a nice little mashup of all the good cult of personality and actual cult (laughs) yeah it was a cult of personality cult casserole Mm. (laughs) rebranded cult casserole that's that's landmark forum Mm -hmm. that's my punk band that i have on the side oh yeah can i play the tambourine in a punk band yeah we're counterculture absolutely we can do (laughs) whatever we want we break the rules there's a mother jones article which is admittedly very liberal mm-hmm. but i also think credible i mean i mean i'm liberal i i mean i can't even act like i'm not biased about it yeah but i do think that they write thoughtful I think it's real journalism. It's not sensationalized. Mm -hmm. This person goes, they're such a skeptic. This person is so over it by Sunday. (laughs) They say, by Sunday, I'm an open rebellion. I come bearing (laughs) contraband, a newspaper, coffee, snacks, and Advil. How are you? (laughs) I ask the minder (laughs) at the door as I slap on my name tag. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm truthful, he says, giving me the stink eye. Mm-hmm. So there, there they go with their. I'm more intellectually, psychologically. I'm on a different plane. Mm-hmm. I'm. How are you? I'm truthful. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I would slap somebody. They said that to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they jump. Monday off, they come back Tuesday for the final special evening. Wait, they have Monday off? Yeah, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, then you come back Tuesday with your friends. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry, your guest. Mm-hmm. Your poor tricked friend. <laughs> and they say, I'm surprised to find I almost I almost start crying. It's like seeing a room of beloved camp friends after a year apart. The air is festive and buzzing with chatter about our day and half half away from each other. I think this is great. No wonder people have brought along dozens of friends to sign up. And so they realize that even though they were super skeptical, still feeling kind of swept up in it. Yeah. And I think that we all have this idea that we are impervious to that. That, that could never happen to us. And the reality is that it could happen to most of us. I mean, I'm coming down hard on MLMs, but I, I have can I have to be honest and say like there's been a few that I've been like, oh yeah, let me look into this, and then luckily I've stepped away. But I participated in an MLM um, mostly to because I was afraid my friend was never going to shut up if I didn't sign up mm-hmm. and I want to get back to talking about other things <laughs> because she was did it work? so upset. Hell no. No, of course not. She ended up with a whole bunch of stuff. She couldn't afford to do it to begin with. Right. And everything was about the downline. And for those of you who don't know what MLM is, it means multi-level marketing. Oh yeah. I guess I should have clarified that. And so it you're, is um, an upside-down pyramid. Your Tupperware, your Avon, your Mary Kay, your... I'm sorry, it's a pyramid, not an upside-down pyramid. It's a pyramid scheme, yeah. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. So you were always working. She called it her downline. Mm-hmm. She was always trying to build her downline, which is you want to be the person You want to be the, the person top. at the top of the pyramid, yeah. And so you're... You want, you're told to recruit people and then they need to recruit people. And that's how you make money doing it. You really are not as much making money off of what you sell yourself. Right. As you are what the people below you are selling. Right. The product that she sold, I think it was $20 to become a consultant, which was also just another scam. Yeah. If you became a consultant, then you could purchase the items at supposed wholesale. Right. Which is which I think was bullshit. I think it was a couple dollars cheaper than it was still way too expensive for what it was. Yeah. It seemed cheap compared to the retail price because Mm -hmm. the retail price was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I. Paid the 20 bucks literally so she would stop bugging me. Yeah. Well, all right. And then I put a catalog in the kitchen at my office. Mm-hmm. And that was that was my part. I was like tapping out. Yeah. I also have to say that there are some MLMs that actually sell worthwhile pro- products. I'm not here to say that all of it is bullshit. What I'm here to say is if you have to pay... If you have to buy your products from the company to sell them to other people, mm-hmm. you're in a pyramid scheme. For sure. And it doesn't matter if the products are good or not, or whatever they are. It doesn't matter. You no. are you are being scammed. <laughs> right. Like, is 
Avon technically an MLM? I think so. I Avon makes great eyeliner. They might. So I think maybe Avon and like Tupperware have like stores as well. They a handful. Yeah, not so, many. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly the definition of that, but those are just the big ones that come to mind that were you know the probably among the first kind of watered down yeah. at this point in comparison to the other ones. The um. I want to limit the amount of hate mail that we get. After <laughs> no, I mean, it's, yeah. After trash talking Landmark Forum, because the people who are into it are like into it. Yeah. And they get real mad if you say that it's a cult. Well, so that's the definition of a cult. I mean, kind of. <laughs> That's among the definitions. I mean, I guess that's a no a no win situation. Yeah. Though you know, I mean, if it, I would just be like, what, well, whatever you can think, whatever you want, I don't care. That's how I feel about MLMs. I know, I know, I have friends that are doing it right now, and maybe they'll listen to this. Just stop, stop doing that to yourself. Everyone I know listen who's to the dream. ever done it was hard up financially. And I felt like they were preyed upon by oh yeah someone in- who was exploiting a dream that was not going to be attainable through those means. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Reddit. Thank you. <laughs> you always provide. Yay, Reddit. And boobs and butt, such a... I'm sorry, what? Boobs and butt is the tag or the handle for this human. Oh. <laughs> Eight like, months ago. What are you ago, talking about? Boops and Butt says, I did the three-day weekend, and tonight my girlfriend and I are finishing the last day. On the last day, you're supposed to bring all your friends, family, and coworkers to sign up for the seminar. The atmosphere of the night will be highly emotional with so- social pressure to join us and a discount if they sign up right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Somebody else. Thank you, Boops and Butt. Yeah, thanks, Boops and Butt. Some other folks said that they lost friends as a result of it. Yeah. Intriguingly random says, ugh, my roommate attended the forum over the weekend and like she never calls me, but she called me on Saturday in the middle of the day, no voicemail. Concerned, I called to see what was up and boom, getting told that this is the thing that would be really good help for me and I should come over to the seminar tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah. Right. It struck me as super out of character, and I joked with my friend that I should have been like, say pineapple if they're behind you. (laughs) (laughs) I told her today I was not interested, and she insinuated I needed to keep an open mind. I hope this doesn't add another layer of stress to our cohabitation. That's good. I'm going to say pineapple if they're behind you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can pretty much just lather, rinse, repeat. All mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. there was probably an even split of, because I went specifically looking for the skeptics. I figured, like, I'm not going to necessarily get what I'm looking for from the supporter. Yeah. Right. I was looking for either neutral or skeptic somewhere in that range. And I was surprised that some of the skeptics even kind of turned a corner. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like not in a very healthy way. Or made a correlation between their participation there and 
Yeah. Like, that's kind of a leap. So even the skeptics are... There were a couple skeptics who were like, eh, it wasn't so bad, even after they literally wrote down, you know, whatever that dude, Jerry, Mm -hmm. being horrible to people, was like, well, actually, it was transformative. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so you're okay with Jerry abusing people? Mm -hmm. As long as you get transformed, I guess it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. I would do not recommend. (laughs) Yeah. I know someone who got really heavily involved in it. She was somebody that when I was much younger, okay, don't laugh too hard. But when I was a teenager, I went to my church youth group Mm -hmm. and later was a Sunday school teacher. I know Whoa. this seems like a huge stretch, but my church was not churchy. I was um historian. I was a some sort of um officer in the uh fellowship of Christian athletes at my okay. school. All right. <laughs> but the reason I was talking about being a Sunday school teacher is that one of the moms started going to landmark forums mm-hmm. and it like busted up her marriage. Oh my god. Because it was so much money. Yeah. And consumed well, yeah, I would... so much of her time. And she had two small kids. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, we went to this, it was really just kind of a liberal hippie church. Mm-hmm. Is Episcopalian, but like the most liberal flavor that yeah. you can imagine. And so doing anything to an extreme was never on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And she became very fanatical. Mm-hmm. And it, to my knowledge, ended that marriage. Yeah. I would say anything that consumes that much of your resources, yeah. time and money, mm-hmm. and is impacting your family in a way where they're feeling neglected. Mm-hmm. And that's probably true. Yeah. And we're not, you know, it's like you can... You can say, well, I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Well, but if you taking care of yourself means that your kids don't have what they need or which happens sometimes with the MLM too, people get sold on the dream. Totally. They're spending the grocery money on product. It's almost like gambling. Yeah. Hoping that they're going to get a big win. You know, this next sale is going to give us the vacation money that we wanted or whatever. Yeah. And then in the meantime, the kids don't have what they need because somebody spent money or some bills not getting paid like it should have been, you know? Yeah. Um, I think anytime you get into that kind of te- territory where you're making those sorts of concessions, it doesn't really matter if there's spiritualism in it or not. Yeah. It's too far. Yeah. Yeah. Too far, too extreme. Mm-hmm. So that's, in a nutshell, Landmark Forum, they have, and this is by no means an endorsement, but they do have a website and you can go gawk at <laughs> the many ways that you could spend a whole bunch of money. And get confused by And get really sentences. confused. And please, if you're in a vulnerable place, definitely don't go. Yeah, go, go see a therapist. Yeah, and... You know, if you're like, I love a cool new experience, I just, I'm a person who enjoys new experiences. Mm-hmm. 
and you're like, I like to try everything once, cool, but don't do it like when you're depressed or something also. Yeah. Go when you're feeling like rock solid. Mm-hmm. Because I think as much as we believe that we couldn't fall prey to that, I think we definitely could. There have been times in my life where I found myself kind of swept up in different things that I look back now and I think that wasn't really in my best interest. Yeah. And I don't think I'm a stupid person. Yeah. And a lot of people I know, there's a lot of people who are like celebrity endorsers for it. Uh, like who? Uh, I mean, nobody that I'm familiar with. Oh. Like somebody who was, I think it was the director of the Special Olympics or something, you know. Oh. So people, yeah, they get a lot of businesses to sell it as part of their like benefits package. Mm-hmm. Which, Lululemon is that how you say that? The yoga company, yoga. Oh, fitness? Lululemon. Lululemon. Okay, I don't know. I always read it. Lululemon. Um. <laughs> Lululemon, they it is compulsory for their employees. They're they're a fucking cult too. Lululemon. Yeah, they're all kinds of kook. <laughs> That's probably a whole nother thing. Yeah. Oh, I started talking about the faculty. I looked at the faculty. Oh yeah. Talk about a lack of diversity. Okay, I counted up. <laughs> I think there are forty faculty members. Uh huh. And. Two-thirds of them easier, just white folks. Yeah. And probably almost the full one-third short three people are either South Asian, you know, they're from India, mm-hmm. or um, Japan. Mm. So they're hitting it hard in India. There's almost as many, there's quite a few, quite a few Indian faculty members. Hmm. It's a large place. Yeah. So one dude from the U.S. who's black and two black or brown folks from, I think it was like New Zealand and Australia. And that was it out of 40 people. Wow. Everybody else is like super white. But you also, chances are most of the people who are participating in these forums have some disposable income yeah right so it's not the people that are that uh, is probably where they're different than an mlm yeah which often really preys on low-income folks yeah yeah like all those mlm candle companies yeah they um they really target small towns and Mm -hmm. um like mothers basically yeah, oh, sure, this is something you can Second do in your income. free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and basically it turns into, well, what I always feel like, I know that this is not the person's intention when they send the invitation, mm-hmm. but this is what it feels like. I'm going to have a party at my house where you come buy me something. Yeah. Because the prices are really inflated, and the hostess gets, they call it like a gift. Yeah. For having the party, but basically it's your friends are paying for a present yeah. by buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I would rather just give you a present. Like, can you just ask me 
do you just want five bucks? Like, what do you want? <laughs> I would rather do that than go through this whole, like, charade. I know. This whole, like, awkward thing where I we know. pass around tea lights and smell them. It's just, I don't, maybe, are there people who really, like, do they think that's fun for real? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Really? I've known people that, yeah. Well, and I think another weird, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm not saying it's wrong. I just like it doesn't compute. Yeah. I've been to a couple um, sex toy parties that are very much like that. Those are kind of fun, but they are like, I'm pretty sure they're MLMs. Oh, absolutely. I recently had a friend, her partner started selling some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, Ooh, I'm Amish. (laughs) I mean, I think it's fun because it's like, you know, like getting together with your girlfriends and talking about it. But like, you know, I don't think, I don't think a Tupperware party would be as fun just because of the subject matter. Yeah. I I also had a friend invite me to, she was really hardcore into Tupperware for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like her a whole bunch, and so I wanted to be supportive, but I also didn't really know what to say because, like, I think Tupperware is a decent product. I mean, I've bought oh, stuff yeah, at I've, thrift I've, stores yeah. that's like probably forty years old, they and still, still... Sell, they still sell Tupperware at like antique stores. <laughs> no, I just got some at yeah. the last. A free event thing. Yeah. And it's like 1970s colors. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Avocado so or like. Probably 50 years old. Yeah. Harvest gold. And, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. totally avocado and like that weird orangey red. Yeah. Weird brick red. Um, I mean, I I do think that it's a decent product. Same thing with Pampered Chef is the same oh, kind yeah. of way. My mom has a bunch of Pampered Chef stuff. Yeah. No. I mean, they have. They have. You know, some of the companies have decent products. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so she asked me if I wanted to go to a meeting. And I was, she's like, they're really fun. The people are super weird. I was like, <laughs> uh, can you just tell me about it? Like, I don't need to experience it. You can just tell me about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be equally entertained. Yeah. And whenever people ask me, do you want to have a party? I'm like. I literally don't know anyone who would come. Yep. And I'm not being an asshole. Mm-hmm. I just like my friends buy from independent makers. If they're going to spend disposable income, they're either spending it all at Target. Right. Or they're if they're going to make a splurge purchase, they're going to buy from a local independent maker. Yeah. They're not going to buy from an MLM. I'm like not trying to be a jerk. That's just... Who I roll with. Yeah, Yeah, it's just my friend group. It's just how they spend their money. Yeah, and, you know, for anybody who's listening who is involved in an MLM, I don't really want to hear, I don't really want to argue with you about it. What I will, what I will say is go listen to The Dream. We just want you to be okay. Yeah, keep an open mind and listen to The Dream and then, and then we can talk about it. And dear God, don't do that gasoline additive one. You'll ruin your car. 
I don't know that one. But also... It's terrible. And also, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I just want you to not... I just want you to be okay. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I just... I don't want you to lose a bunch of money to this scam. I, yeah, it really bumps me out. Because I think that the people who do it are earnest. Yeah. I don't think that they're wrong at all. Mm-mm. I think they're being totally taken advantage yes, of. Yes, absolutely. And it's not your fault. You're in a cult. Call your dad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stealing that from another podcast. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't. Oh, my, my call- favorite murder says that all the time. Do or you- not all the time, but I mean, they've said it. And it's a meme among my favorite murder fans. I guess I haven't listened to enough episodes. It's my, it's probably an older one. Anyway, I don't think that um, they could get a uh, clinical diagnosis as a cult, per se. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. But you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean that. So- but I do think that there is definitely potential for it to be harmful. And it does not take much Googling at all. To find people who are like, it was a terrible experience. Yeah. Bad things happened. Oh, this is going to be my last quote. You know, it's interesting how fake this whole thing is. It's totally a pyramid scheme. They play on your biochemical processes and the release of so-called happiness hormones, endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin, and get you to think like them. They deprive you of food, bathroom breaks, and keep you in one room, one chair, For 12 plus hours at a time, sounds a lot like brainwashing. Oh, wait, that's exactly what it is. Then they get you to invite people to a Tuesday night graduation so you can recruit more people. It's fake, fake, fake. This is a business, people. They're out to make money. That is all. Don't do it. Yeah. That's Maureen uh, Sacco one, something like that. Yeah, Maureen. Yeah, Maureen knows what's up. Thanks, Mo. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to end it. I do too. And this sort of morphed into um, FLDS Landmark Forum MLM. Yeah, I like that. It was though. like a three in one. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I have a lot. I have very passionately against MLMs. If you couldn't tell, um, ditto. <laughs> Well, we'd like to thank Brandon Lee Chilcote for our wonderful intro and outro music. And if you are part of an MLM, if you have had an experience with Landmark Forums, if you had a, if you are also vehemently against MLMs, let me know. Tweet us at Creepy Club Pod or email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and don't, please don't bother sending hate mail. We're so not going to reply. Right. Like, I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to be like, uh-huh, delete. Sure. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepy club podcast or follow us on Instagram at creepy club podcast. You can follow me at creepy club Rissa. You can follow Heidi at creepy club Heidi. Uh, for more information about the subject that we talked about today, go look up our meeting minutes at creepy club Um, if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell your mom to listen. Tell your grandma to listen. Tell your aunt to listen. I don't know why these are all female gendered 
Yeah, I was going to Family add- members. Tell your dad. Tell- My dad listens. All your non-binary friends. Yeah, tell your non-binary- Your she- Gender non-conforming family members. And also friends. Your she, he's, and thems. <laughs> Tell everybody. Tell tell, tell all your boss. the peeps. Tell your coworker. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Who knows? Tell a stranger. Who knows what they're doing when we're not here? <laughs> Who knows? I leave on NPR for the dogs. Oh, so they they're podcast listeners. It's not made them smarter yet, but <laughs> but they are listening. Well, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get classical. Also, if you're feeling generous, you can rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. Or send us a bag of money. Oh my gosh, yeah. Let, let, yeah uh, message on, us on social media for our uh, PayPal accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we don't even need a bag of money delivered. They can just email yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's all digital now. Uh, yeah, Venmo, Venmo me a bag of money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Meeting adjourned.